Good morning and welcome to the Riverside Church Daily Devotional for May 13th, 2022. This morning we're going to take a look at Galatians 5 verses 19 through 21 as we continue to unpack the sermon from Sunday morning. Galatians 5, 19 through 21 says, Now the works of the flesh are evident, sexual immorality, impurity, sensuality, idolatry, sorcery, enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, divisions, envy, drunkenness, orgies, and things like these. I warn you, as I warned you before, that those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. One of the points Pastor Jared made on Sunday morning was, The enemy is deceptive. Pastor Jared said, Satan takes good things, gifts of God, and makes them ultimate things. As you read or listen to Galatians five nineteen through 21, you may ask, how does this show that Satan takes good gifts of God and makes them ultimate things? Well, you do not have to look hard to see that in this passage or in our culture today. Let's look at Galatians 5, though. As Paul is listing these works of the flesh, he's not creating a hierarchy. Instead, he's listing acts which would be considered works of the flesh. Looking at the first three works of the flesh, we can see an attack on human sexuality, on the good design that God has for humans. Uh, we can look at each of these works of the flesh and after some consideration understand that, they, that each of these is an attack on God. Sexual immorality goes against the design of men and women for the enjoyment and purpose of sex in the marriage relationship. Impurity and sensuality point to a deprivation of our bodies. You can see this in culture as men and women both flaunt their bodies for the purpose of self-satisfaction and admiration of others. Idolatry takes a created thing and puts it in the place of God. Enmity, strife, jealousy, fits of anger, rivalries, dissensions, all results of our hearts telling God that he, what he has done or allowed or created is not good enough. This thinking was countercultural then and is also countercultural now. Uh, Western culture worships sex. You do not have to look far on, the, on TV, social media, billboards to see that Western culture has embraced the idea that sex sells. Culture worships not only the aesthetic of sexuality, but also the practice of sex outside of marriage as a freedom of our bodies, an expression of our bodies, an expression of our identities. Idolatry is allowed and encouraged. This shows its face in things such as sports teams and allegiances, political parties, political opinions, even going as far as issues like people eating uh, vegan versus meat-eater diets. Now, that doesn't mean to say that if you have an opinion on one of these that you're suddenly an idolater, but people that are willing to uh, stand, the, stand or toe the line at all costs – does show an idolatry, a heart that is idolatrous. People idolize and worship anything. This level of idolatry leads to a mentality of doing whatever it takes to succeed or appease our worship of that idol. All of these issues attack the image of God. They attack the design that God has for us, His creation. One way we can see this is through a simple example. Uh, to see if one of these is an issue in our lives, we need to ask ourselves, do I want to know God's design for me, or am I satisfied filtering His design through my desires? An example here may be helpful. Imagine you meet someone, and they tell you they're looking for a church. They begin to describe the kind of church for which they're looking, and as they describe their perfect church, they say, and I want the church to be accepting of my open relationship with my boyfriend, or, and I want the church to be accepting of my union with my same-sex partner. What has happened is that these people have made the works of the flesh ultimate things and are beginning to say, I do not care what God says about this area. I just want to pretend like he does not say anything at all. Uh, 
These are just examples, but you may need to ask yourself, are you willing to hear what God has to say about the sins in your life? Or have you allowed yourself to be tempted to make them ultimate things? Have you made your gossiping, your envy, lying, or or even fits of anger an ultimate thing with which you're saying to God, you can tell me to change any area but this one area? In reality, God does not work this way. A person who's willing to compromise the Bible in order to satisfy their sin is willing to give up heaven in pursuit of hell. Paul lays it out clearly. Those who do such things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Now, brother, sister, this does not mean if we fall on our flesh, we will no longer inherit the kingdom. No, instead, Paul is getting at an attitude which says to God, God, I get to decide what you do and do not have control over, not you. A heart that says this has not given Christ lordship over their life. God is not in the sharing game. He's in the transforming game. God promises to transform us and make us like Christ, his son, but we must make Christ lord of our hearts. Believer, today, let's spend time asking the Spirit to reveal any areas where we're fighting for lordship. As the Spirit makes these areas apparent to us, let us also confess our sin and repent of it. Let us also pray that the Spirit would give us strength to say no to the flesh and yes to God, giving Him worship and lordship of our lives daily.